0: back to the hollow sky podcast listener encounters edition we are your hosts i'm steven and kyle and again this is thursday your listener experience show the end of the week hopefully this gives you a little nudge to get to the weekend and get this work week out of the way uh we've got a listener encounter today from our old friend stranger john he wrote in and uh filled in some holes from uh the last time he sent us in some encounters and added some new ones, we're gonna jump into that. First, we got to get through the business. So check us out at all our social medias: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Discord, uh, anywhere else. Just search up the Hollow Sky Podcast. You'll find us there. Come and join the Hollow Call to be part of the community. It is a great time. If you have a listener encounter that you'd like for us to feature on a future future edition of this show, Kyle has got. Some ancient archaic text that you're going to want to write down.
1: I do. And that information is going to be hollowskypodcasts at gmail.com. That is going to be where you can send your stories to and be featured on this episode on our Thursday drops. You can also call or text the Holophone, which gets hit here and there. That's a phone that stays at, at the homestead. So take that for what you will. But that number is going to be 618-556-0837. You can also send us weird stuff, cool stuff to Hollow Guy Podcast, PO Box 145, Field in Illinois, 62031. Also, all that is in the show notes. So if you weren't fast enough, then all you have to do is
0: click on the show notes and it'll be there for you. That it will. If you'd like to support the show, we got plenty of plenty of ways you can do it. Uh, we have a Patreon that you can check out. See if you like any extra content, uh, any good stuff we got going on over there. We have a website, hollowskypodcast.com, where you can go and check out our merch store and get some cool holo cult swag and rep the hollow cult. Got have a Venmo if you want to throw some pocket change in there for our bad habits. We appreciate it. Best thing you can do, you already know the drill. Share the show. Word of mouth, share it around, share it around, share it around. That being said, we are jumping right in to our listener experience of the day from our friend, Stranger John. He titles this Stranger John in the Strange Wasteland. He goes on to say, hey, Stephen Kyle, hope this email finds you in good spirits next year. I suppose Insomnia sent me a gift at 3am in the form of another one of my anthologies posted. Speaking of which you guys ever consider compiling a book. I know bedtime stories, the YouTube channel publish their works. So why not you guys one day? If you do, you have my consent to include my writings of a madman on the account. You guys send me a signed copy of it so I can add it to my treasure chest of valuables. That being said, I'll give you some more tales of the stranger in a strange wasteland. Well, first off, we have been flirting with the idea a little bit. Secondly, we can definitely hook you up with our hollow Hancock signed edition. 100%. If you ever get it put together. Which does remind me about that book. I need to
1: sit and talk to Steve about that. Because I have a really cool idea that will make it a little better than just a book. But Uh, I got to talk to Steve about it, and then we also have to find a way to ask for help without giving away the idea so somebody else does it first. uh, (laughs) So, I don't know. We'll figure it out,
0: though. Kind of like instead of making a book, we do like a choreographed dance.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what it was. Knew it. Knew it. Now the idea is already out there, and somebody is 100% going to beat us to it. I hope they do. Me too. I really do.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, Anyway, moving right along, the first story Stranger Johnson's End is called, ominously enough, Mom Let Them In. That's gross. Yeah. My mother has always had vivid dreams, so much so that at times... She- When she has nightmares, I can hear her screaming down the hall. I usually tend to wake her up or her husband does. The nightmares mostly have to do with violence, be it supernatural like devils or demons or more practical like a drug addict next door. But one dream got my attention in particular. It involves a little girl sitting on the living room couch. She was weeping and my mother came over to the girl and tried to comfort her, saying everything's okay. You can stay here if you want. Everything is going to be fine. It wasn't until the girl lifted her head that my mother saw the, child, the child's eyes. Then she panicked. They were completely black. When she told me this, I informed her about the legend of the black-eyed kids, and that she should never, ever let them in, nor give them permission to come in. I panicked a bit that day and drew crosses on the door with holy water. No child showed up. But I find it's something worth noting. Leads me to think maybe the little bastards have updated their tactics and are trying to trick us by dream of infiltration. Another more plausible theory is open doors and windows. Like a mortal can walk through an open door or crawl through a window. Perhaps a spirit can also do this. My mother window in her, mother's window in her room is open 95% of the year, thanks to shifting coastal weather. Who's to say spirits, both good and bad, aren't just wandering the land and occasionally breach the perimeter through these openings and throw, through neg- throw a few negative waves just for laughs? Just one more theory to add to the list. Alright, well, we will we'll break them down one at a time since he sent us a bunch. Um I one hundred percent believe that whatever these entities are do not hold any respect for any sort of boundaries that are laid forth like by human beings. I just don't think they no. give a shit. I think And
1: you're you're talking more on the lines of like a front door or a window. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Or for that matter, even like walls and stuff, but specifically for this, definitely front door. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there is a lore, almost like a comfort lore, that has been put forth for like the black-eyed kids and vampires that they have to be invited in. I think that is a smokescreen at best and comfort at worst. Like, they can't get in if you don't invite them in. Well, I hate to tell you, there's... mm, mm, Hundreds of thousands of accounts of things coming in, not being invited. So, I don't know, but I am definitely on board that they can pretty much do whatever they want to do. Uh, we're kind of just here to, uh, I don't know, deal with it as it goes. The next story, Stranger John has is Here There Was a Monster, it's titled. This one's a short one, but it stuck with me. I was heading home on foot. Now, in order to get home, I must trek an open plain on my left, a large parking lot, and on my right, a block-sized empty field. Well, sometimes the field is overgrown with grass and weeds. About five foot plus in height and very thick. On this day, the field was such a size, and a stranger was walking a good ten feet in front of me. Suddenly, in broad daylight, a large, inhuman, dark-skinned arm sprouted out from the thicket and grabbed the man in front of me. It pulled him in with enough strength to make him disappear into the thicket. The thicket only moved when it swallowed him in. After that struggle, there was no movement, no sound, no struggle at all. I stood there in shock with the thicket just waving in the wind. After a moment or two of expecting something to happen or someone to come out, I simply changed sidewalk and kept my eyes on that thicket. Thicket's gone now, a row of new homes have replaced it, but I will never forget what I saw That is terrifying first off, uh yeah, and that in itself makes opens up a whole like plethora of questions. Was the man in front of him real, like a real physical entity was was whatever in the thicket, whatever this person was, like of a different realm that he got pulled through weird. Uh, I hope that's the case. Yeah. Because
1: other implications are not so good. No. The fact that something would be able to just reach through and go zoop. Gotcha.
0: I'm curious if it was just like a, like an empty lot in the middle of the city or something. I'm not sure where, uh, our friend stranger John lives, but. That's weird.
1: Yeah. I've never even heard lore like that i'm sure there's some out there
0: maybe a portal we just haven't
1: stumbled across yeah i don't know man it i'd say anything's possible under the right circumstances yeah because you look back at stardust ranch and ranch and john was saying that these things would just like like just walk into our world into our reality yeah so it's kind of the same concept really
0: yeah, if they can, you know, I mean, you'd think if they can step in, they can pull things out. So
1: that's
0: kind of what I was thinking. That's terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the next encounter Stranger John has is called The Caveman Spaceship. He says, Okay, this is one for the books. It was a lifetime ago. I was in the single digits, but damned if I don't recall this clear as day. I was on the beach with my mother when in the sky was a rock on fire. I know what you're thinking, an asteroid or a meteor, normally you would be right. Except this large pillar of rock was on fire, headed upwards and away. It was like a spaceship made out of rock, brown rock, with embers dotting the sides and a large flame on the back, thrusting directly skyward. I'm not talking about some sort of low-flying plane height either. I'm talking to the star's height. Hey, holocult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovas Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids.
1: And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
0: Nothing is going to intimidate a dogman like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Looking back now, perhaps the Embers were portholes of some sort. Since then, I've never seen another UFO of that make or model. Truly an odd vehicle. But I suppose, perhaps, plausible. If a rock can survive making it down here, then the same should be said for the opposite. After all that, uh, after after all, that's how we got to our moon. If you want to see something that looks like it, I'd refer you to the collector ship from Mass Effect Two. It looked like that texture-wise, with the ember portholes, minus the spinning bits and more of a pillar-like tip. Uh, yeah, I like the theory that if they can, if rocks can get here, they can probably get out.
1: Well, a couple other things in regards to that story in particular. It reminds you more of the old descriptions of UFOs from way back when. You know, they they would call them fiery chariots and what have you. But fire was a big example of these old UFOs. And then, furthermore, I listened to an amazing podcast the other day, and... They got to talking about the, like the real ancient Freemasons and how they had the knowledge to turn stone structures into
0: spacecraft. Oh, that's dope.
1: Yeah. So it, I mean, kind of matches what he's saying right now.
0: Yeah. In a, in a
1: weird way. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't ever uh played Mass Effect two, but Nor have I. I'm gonna look it up to see. To kinda have some correlation to go off of. But that that is weird. That an odd timing that we read this right after you listen to that show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was on the Sean Ryan show with Billy Carson. Really good interview if you haven't already heard it.
0: I'll have to check it out. The next experience is titled Angel. Agent Smith's of the dream world. All right, so I'm going to do the opposite of last time and save the worst for last. Now, if you remember, in my last email, I went into lucid dreaming. When I was listening to your video regarding the last email, I remembered something. Something I was probably better off forgetting. I've come across these creatures twice in my dreams. And I hope that me, let alone anyone else, doesn't ever come across them again. The first one I was dreaming... I was walking down a cul de sac neighborhood I'd been visiting in Houston once. I was okay, pretty, or it was okay, pretty peaceful, when I spotted this man down the sidewalk. He turned and looked directly at me. Definitely a disturbing creature. Seemed to almost have a unibrow and a dipshit sort of look, kind of like Billy Bob Thornton's character in Sling Blade. But it was his smile that got me. Like he saw me and knew everything about me, down to my most inner thoughts. I got the feeling that it was sentient and it knew that I was dreaming, and that now it knew that I knew, and it was going to have some fun with me. Luckily, I woke up, but with a fast heart rate. The second time I came across such a creature was after the death of my neighbor. My room window looks directly into his, and now it's just empty and abandoned now that he's gone. That week, I dreamt I was in my room looking out the window into his when I saw movement. I yelled out the window, only to see a man with long blonde hair stare back and smile. Once again, I got the feeling that I did before with Mr. Slingblade. The man quickly turned towards my neighbor's front door and began to exit. I knew he was coming for me. Luckily, I woke up once again, this time nearly crying. I've referred to these things as the Agent Smiths of the dream world. Whether or not you're lucid dreaming, they like to pop up and hunt you down. They seem to enjoy it even more when they know that you're aware that you're dreaming. So I suppose it's not all peaches and cream in the end. I suppose we are just swapping out worlds for theirs for a few hours, and every now and then, they like to remind us that they're in charge. Supposedly, this isn't the first case, as a Twilight episode was based on a real-life encounter with one of those, those agents. Uh, The true story detailed a man afraid to sleep due to a woman in his dreams trying to kill him. He lost his battle in the end and died due to a heart attack, if I recall correctly. I wasn't able to hit pause this time as my practice had dulled me. Maybe they like throwing me off guard. Maybe by not dreaming, we're just in an unconscious limbo and someone decides who's allowed into their world. All right, that's it for now. I'll be back with some more strange tales at the next posting. The next set will include... The elder gods of the sea, an angry ghost, mom's ghost, and shadow people. Now, some more follow-ups. The UFOs being around refineries. It's worth making note that my grandfather worked for the city for a few good, or for a good few decades at the water treatment plant. It's here that he would see them darting around at night. It's also worth note- noting that during his time in the fifties to the eighties, that he came across, in YouTube friendly terms, the remains of the unwanted. Keep in mind, the old days, deletion of premature life was still very much taboo, especially in Mexican culture. So they would ditch the body in the sewer system, and it would eventually float over to the water treatment area. Grandpa had to fish a few out at times. So perhaps that's why the UFOs were there. Maybe to take samples, assuming the remains are floating in the open. I don't know. I'm not familiar with how those facilities work. The other theory would be perhaps they were tampering with the water. More plausible. Uh, The piglet did not give up its merry chase upon my grandfather and his father finding out he was a ghost. He just kept on squealing and running around the property, keeping on squealing the little fella. Uh, To the fella in the comments who said he would have at least checked the settings on the lucid dreaming pause menu. I did, and I'm afraid to say I got the basic menu, just contrast, subtitles and other basic stuff. From what I recall, the contrast worked. However, I was able to save a file, though I never loaded it, specifically when I was lucid dreaming, half awake and half asleep. I was worried about a college exam the next day and said, uh, no worries, I'll just hit save. So I popped up the menu and saved. Even had a small screenshot of my save file, like you would in a game. Though I've yet to bring it back to the menu and hit load, thanks to the delays in lucid dreaming. Though the menu was never meant to be a tool of control, but rather a quick exit in times of need. Kyle. I was able to, able to do an FPS, or rather the beginning stages of an FPS. I was lucid dreaming. I was in a park at night. I figured I might as well have some fun. Swapped into winter soldier gear and summered a winter camouflaged M16 with full attachments. I pulled the, or I pulled the charge rod and was getting ready to make, make some targets when I woke up. I managed to make it start through the snow before waking, so that's something. Now if I get a row of lucid dreaming... I'm going to try to manifest something into the real world. It's worth a try. Start off small. See what's up. That's the ultimate goal. Maybe the agents are trying to prevent me from doing that. Anyhow, one tip and I'm signing off. Grab an empty tin can, stick some marbles or coins in it and seal it up. You have yourself a nifty rattle. Comes in handy if you're being pursued by a cryptid or in general, chuck it out in an opposite direction for hopefully an easy distraction. Until next time, Steve, Kyle, Holocult, keep them guns oiled and loaded, your holy water fresh, your blade sharp, whatever else in good condition. As Rusty West said, it's a strange world out there. You all take care and be safe in it. P.S. Check out the movie, I Sell the Dead, cryptids and grave robbing comedy. So that is a follow-up and some new stories from our friend, Stranger John. Love it. I do. Let me go back here. Uh, the Absolutely agent, love it. the The watchers and the lucid dreaming is it's gross, creepy. It makes you it's definitely,
1: definitely bizarre. But it reminds you so much of people with that sleep um, paralysis. That and then the astral projection, because people who do that will say that there are other beings within those realms that know you're there. They are fully one hundred percent aware. Yeah, you're there walking around.
0: Yep. You hear that a lot. And that's my brain went immediately to sleep paralysis where you think something, I mean, you feel something is near you. Some people see them, but I do not. But you feel like something is there fully aware and it knows that you're asleep or that your brain thinks you're asleep or your body thinks you're asleep. I don't even know how that works. It's creepy was creepy. Yeah,
1: and then, as far as that goes, like them taking solace in the fact that you're sleeping, or enjoyment, I'd rather. It's said that our all all consciousness is connected on a quantum level, so everything is connected on a, on a on a on a on that quantum level. So it's possible that these things, like like they they talk about, like this this consciousness almost like a communication or a beacon when you enter these States, they know it because they are in a weird way. They are connected to you.
0: That's horrible.
1: Yeah. It's gross.
0: Yeah. It does make sense since we're all basically made up of energy and that energy was, you would assume be connected.
1: Yeah. I mean, they even say on a, on a quantum level if things are entangled, there could be, like if you and me were quantumly entangled, we could be on opposite ends of the universe or whatever and still be able to affect each other and communicate and just be connected. It's just, it's super bizarre, super beyond my brain capacity to understand quantum, anything, anything with the word quantum is just far too advanced for me. Yeah. It makes my brain hurt.
0: hmm Makes yeah. me feel dumb.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But yeah. Thanks Stranger John for sending in your experiences and following up with your ghost piglet and uh some of your lucid dreaming experiments. That that is going to be crazy if you can manifest something from the lucid world.
1: That'll world. be pure insanity.
0: Yeah. Curious cuz if how if anything works.
1: made sense the like I could 100% see those things trying to stop you from doing that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You're breaking one hundred percent, breaking the the laws of lucid there. <laughs> yeah. But yes, again, thank you for sending it in. Uh, we appreciate it. Waiting to hear from uh, the next round, the god uh, the elder gods. Um. Until then, Hollow Cult, Thanks for hanging out with us this Thursday. Check us out mondays for the regular show tuesdays for the night shift recap live on youtube wednesday at 8 p.m central and thursday we're right here with your listener experiences until we meet again stay safe stay weird and to all our lucid dreamers look out for the watcher agents